0: Welcome my queens. Super excited for this episode today because I have the lovely Katie back. She's been on this podcast before, but I wanted to have her on again because she's fun and she's juicy and it's super aligned to have her back on. And she can share with you what she's recently created because it looks epic AF. And I can't wait for her to tell you all about it. But let me just tell you a little bit about Katie if you don't know her already. So in Katie's own words, she's a hip a 90s hip-hop loving, lipstick-obsessed personal stylist who teaches women how to feel good in their bodies now without losing weight or without working harder. She is the host of the Styled for Life podcast, where she shares inspirational messages each week around mental wellness, body confidence, and style solutions. Style isn't about what you wear, it is how you live. So Katie, welcome again to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Me too. And for those that are not watching the YouTube right now, and before I press record, I mean, Katie always looks incredible, right? She's a stylist. She's kind of got to, but she just oozes it naturally. She literally looks like a sexy grape today. <laughs> That's the best compliment I've ever gotten. <laughs> you really do. That's just what came to me. The, the vibrant, the color, the purple, like just juice. Juicy.
1: I love juicy that's one of my words like I have a couple of words written on the wall that when I need to get back in my vibe and juicy is one of those words so thank you.
0: I love it you are welcome. All right 10 rapid fire questions that I literally made up 10 minutes before this podcast so are you ready? I think so. (laughs) Okay number one forest or beach? Oh beach baby I was born on the beach. Love it. Number two, dogs or cats?
1: I'm going to have to go with cats because I just got one and I feel like, you know, that would be disloyal to her.
0: I agree. Number three, favorite food?
1: Oof, I have so many, but I mean, let's just go pizza.
0: Oh, yeah, with that. Number four, okay, um, I hope this isn't too hard for you to answer. What is your favorite color dress to wear? Oof, <laughs> <laughs> favorite color dress to wear, so I'm gonna have
1: to go with something in like a bright pink, like magenta, mm. similar to like the color of the sweater. I would say that has to be my favorite color. But I'm a classic girl, so I do love a good black dress.
0: Yes, LBT, you do. Can't go wrong
1: with it. You cannot uh, go wrong with it. You
0: can't. All right. I've never asked this one before. It just randomly came to me. Number five Do you have a favorite flower?
1: Ooh. So I have a couple of different flowers that I love, but right now I'm definitely vibing on a rose. It's my like sign that I ask for. My grandmother passed away in the beginning of the pandemic when like things were wild and we weren't sure if we could like have funerals and stuff. Mm. And the rose was how I honored her like by myself with my own little private ceremony. Oh, I have the chills. So that's been like my vibe over the last three years is like when I see the rose, I feel connected and like it's a
0: sign. I love that. Thank you for sharing that as well. Oh, of course. Okay. Number six, three things you love about yourself. Three things I love about myself. Yes. Um. God,
1: this is the hard one, right? Like loving yourself. So I love my, um, I'm going to use the word charisma. Like I love my ability to always go for fun and be entertaining. Like for me, That was a space I always struggled was understanding and realizing that there's value in entertainment. Um, So I've really tried to embody this space of, I'm allowed to teach through entertainment and just like having fun. So my sense of humor. Um, So I love that. Another thing I love about myself is just, I mean, we were just talking about this too, is like my ability to just step in and do scary stuff. Like it's still scary. I'm still nervous. I'm still ready to like vomit. But I just do it and then like i'm really proud of that i'm just proud of my drive who I am. Um, another thing I love about myself, I would say is my my depth. So at the same time, I love being super funny, and I love style which some people think can be really shallow, and sometimes sense of humors are perceived as shallow, but I am also So deep, like deeper than the ocean. I choose the beach all day.
0: (laughs) Yes, I love those things about you as well. Thank you. Okay, number seven, the worst diet that you've ever been on.
1: Oh my God. So it's 2002, probably. And like the Atkins is that the no carbs diet comes out. And I will never forget. So I waited tables all through college um, at sports bars, so like really long hours like on your feet. I was working full time to put myself through college and I was doing the like high protein, no carb diet. And I will never forget, like I was killing myself and I was at work and I was doing that and I literally almost fainted. And someone was like just eat this wrap <laughs> like it's got chicken and rice in it and you're allowed to eat this and i ate it and i was like 20 21 and i ate it and i was like this is dumb like that was just like one of those moments like i will never forget where i was i remember what i was wearing i remember everything about this moment like i'm 42 that was literally 21 years ago and i was like this is dumb i it's just dumb. It was one of those moments and not that this journey has been perfect, but it was one of those moments where you're like, okay, I need to listen to my body first and foremost.
0: Yes. I love the way you were like, just have a wrap. It was just (laughs) such a wrap. I mean, I would have been like, have a donut. (laughs)
1: I don't know (laughs) whoever like they were probably eating it right because it's a restaurant so they were probably eating it in the break room because I was walking out of the break room and they were like here eat this wrap it's got carbs (laughs) like there's some rice in
0: here you're not gonna die (laughs) that's so funny I think we've all done I mean not all of us but most people that will be listening to this podcast I guarantee 99.9% of them would have done low carb at some point and it sucks so bad. Oh, oh it sucks. Like, it
1: does. But I'm grateful for that moment. Cause I still remember it. And you mm. know, then when I have moments like that now, when I feel really extreme on a topic, one way or the other, I'm like,
0: just eat the wrap. Yes. <laughs> Metaphor for life. Just eat the wrap. <laughs> All right. Number eight, the most common limiting belief that your clients have when they first start to work with you
1: Oh, the most common limiting belief, I think the most common limiting belief I hear is what will other people think. Um, Whether it's like they're just worried what other people will think about what they wear or it's usually actually someone that's really close to them and the things that those people have said to them over time so it's really just the narrative in their head that they've picked up from other people Mm. who are putting their limiting beliefs on them I think that's the hardest thing I mean outside of just like am I old and too old or am I too skinny or too big or too short or too tall for me it's the stories that they've picked up from other people and how they think other people want them to dress and I think that's really surprising
0: yes I can feel that Number nine, what's the most favorite thing about what you do, Katie?
1: Well, I think my most favorite thing is to me, fashion is medicine and I've always connected with it. And when I started this a long time ago, it was it. I've always been connected to the energetics of it and the emotional side of it and the mental side of it. But that's all stuff that we're just talking about now um so when i first began this fashion journey it was really just physical and i knew it was deeper than that but i didn't have the language for it so i think the most exciting thing now is being able to have a platform in a space where i can take people through that and show them how they can use it for themselves first and foremost just like any other tool in our mental wellness health toolbox um, so that's the most exciting thing to me is when someone like has that aha moment or the look in someone's eyes, when they see themselves, like when they send me a picture, I can just tell by their eyes, like, does their smile reach their eyes? Like how they feel. And that's the most magical, I think, to me.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. So, so I feel like I'm having an orgasm. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> 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 I don't sound like that. It's i way
1: turning you on. <laughs>
0: And the last question, which is strange to ask at the beginning, but I like to do this because it sets the the tone for the conversation. What do you want people to take away from the conversation we're going to have today?
1: Ooh, very similar to the last, um, topic that we just talked, talked on. I want people to take away that developing our personal style is so much deeper than just how we look on the outside. It's so much deeper than your physical appearance physical appearance matters. And we make assumptions about people all day long based on their physical appearance. But I want people to understand that they actually get to control that narrative. And it really has to do with those underneath layers that we think about on the inside. And um, I personally believe that it's the missing piece of the this like mental wellness trend that's been happening over the last decade. And it could be the most fun piece. And I'm definitely here for fun. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. And let's dive straight into that big question then. So why is style so much deeper than physical appearance? So can you like expand on that more and how we can go into that for ourselves every day?
1: Yes, for sure. So I just attended this like habit transformation conference um, by some ladies that I've been following for years and then they became clients of mine. And you know, just doing that, and they do really deep work. And I like to go so deep. So just having that experience with them and them kind of reflecting back to me, the things that we were doing, and then attending that conference was like this big accumulation of like everything coming together and I really saw it differently. And I was like, so for me, style is really the like four pillars of, and you could break it down, but we'll just keep four pillars, right? Like I really see it like as your physical self, your mental self, your emotional self, and your energetic self. So the physical self, obviously, is the clothes that we wear, the clothes that we allow ourselves to wear, uh, the way they can feel on our body, the way that people interact with us based on our clothes. Um, we've all had those interactions, right? Like, if I go to the store and this is one of my favorite things to do, if I don't feel like being talked to, is going to the store in my sweatpants, no makeup, messy bun. I love it, right? Because I'm trying to get in and out. It's not a fashion show. I really don't want you to talk to me. Like I'm just running chores. Like that's cool. That's a physical interaction that I have with other people. when I do get dressed up and go to the store, and by saying getting dressed up, when I put, the effort and intention into my outfits that I, to really feel like myself is a completely different physical interaction that I have with myself mm. when I see myself in the mirror, and that I have with other people. So like that's the pillar that we've existed in. I think our whole lives It's like I have to buy this designer shirt, and I have to look this certain way, and I have to do this, and all these outwardly things. But then the next 3 layers are where I think the magic happens. Mm. and. What I learned about myself, um,
0: this answer is getting really long, but I'm going to have to like it's take good. it <laughs> like, like, good I can ring you in if you need me to, but I love hearing you speak. So go girl. Let's <laughs> talk. So I went to school for fashion in
1: 1999, right? Like that's when I started college. I always joke it's before the internet. Yes, the internet existed, but we weren't obsessed with the internet, right? Like we are now. There was no social media, nothing like that so i abandoned fashion essentially as a career and went to marketing for years but in 2020 when i lost that 17 year marketing career and the whole world was losing everything right like it wasn't just me that was just i won a mini in that story getting dressed every single day when no one could see me right i wasn't even allowed to see my parents essentially right like all the rules of like don't see hang out with people outside of your family home because we don't know what covid's gonna do getting dressed every single day during the scariest moments of covid was how i stayed above water and i was like oh shit, this has nothing to do with my physical appearance outwardly Mm -hmm. to like what other people it only has to do with how i perceive myself what i think i'm capable of etc that's how I survived the beginning of the pandemic, which then in turn led to me losing my job in the pandemic. And that's how I continued to survive. And that's ultimately how I came back to like, oh, yeah, that's right. I can make this my business and a career. I forgot. <laughs> and that's when I was like, oh, hey, there's these other levels, the mental, the emotional and the energetics. And that's what I talk about, like my podcast all the time. And that's what I talk to my ladies about. So like the mental is the mental gymnastics like you were just talking about like the limiting beliefs we have around mm-hmm. our bodies one thing I hear all the time is like well I want to look relevant but I don't want to look like my 20 year old nieces well you won't right like no matter what you want um you're going to carry yourself differently um I don't want to follow trends but am I allowed to wear these booties like are these booties still okay and I'm like we need to reframe the way we think about trends and like how we wanna be relevant. Those are all the internal dialogues we're having to ourselves. The mental pieces like the, am I too old? Am I too fat? What will my mom think? Oh my God, when I was little, my sister said, I, my thighs are too big, I can't wear this. Oh, my first grade teacher told me my skirt was sh- too short or my hemline on my shirt was too low. My neckline was too low and I'm showing too much cleavage. Like that's the mental gymnastics of it. and everyone listening is like oh yeah that's why I don't get dressed that's why when we stand in our closets in the morning like outfits just don't appear and create themselves because we're having an internal dialogue with ourselves around what all of this means it's not does red and black go together and does am I allowed to wear blue and black it's every mental agreement that we've ever had around what clothes mean to us and I think it's super similar to food right? Mm -hmm. Because that's where I feel like I struggle the most is I'm standing in front of the refrigerator just like waiting for my meal plan to show itself (laughs) and it's not. (laughs) And like everything I've ever heard about food is like just like rushing at me. And it's all my mental agreements. It's everything I've picked up from other people. Mm. So that to me is like, okay, so now this next level is mental, which is what are the stories I have around fashion? What are the stories I have around people who care about what they look like? What are the stories I have around people that look a certain way because they remind me of someone? So, like this color, it could be like, oh, my mom wears that color. I can, and my mom makes me feel XYZ. If those feelings are negative, then you never want to wear that color. Yeah. Right. So, then that kind of leads us into like the emotional piece of it. So, and the emotional and mental, like I said, it's hard to split this in, but my mind, when I think, so that's the mental piece. It's like my internal dialogue around what fashion means, around what style means. Doesn't mean that you're a fashionista. Everybody has a style, whether they want to think that they do or not. Mm-hmm. The way that you present yourself to yourself when you wash your hands in the mirror, the way you present yourself to other people, you're constantly communicating something about yourself all the time. I know at the end of the weekend, because a lot of times on the weekend, I don't wear makeup or I'm a lot more chill or I'll slub around all day in my pajamas on a Sunday and do nothing because I'm constantly out of my comfort zone <laughs> during the week. By the end of that, I'm like, that's not the woman that was like, you know, yeah. launching communities last week. Like, who are you? Um, so then when I move into the emotional piece, and this is like what I've really built my business on because I felt like the 2020 and how I see fashion is the emotional side. It's how do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I want to feel? What are those words? So like, uh, this is how I started my self-development journey. And you can share yours was like, how do you want to feel? Like, what are your core desired feelings? What is your word of the year? Like, what are these things that work? Like, what are your values even? Like, we're always looking for those identifiers.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I would tell my ladies, like, write those down and they're allowed to change because you're going to change. And that's why these are essentially habits that we build. And go into your closet and say, like, does this black sweater, which that's not even a black sweater, but (laughs) does this blue sweater make me feel confident? Does it make me feel joy? Does it make me feel juicy? And if the answer is no, then it's like, okay, well, why do I have this sweater? Does it look good on my body? Does it make me feel good when I wear it? Or did my mom give it to me and I felt like I had to keep it because mm-hmm. it was a gift from her and I'd hurt her feeling. Or did my husband said he likes it and I wear it because he likes it, even though I don't really like it. Yes. And then the, it becomes that narrative. And then there's so many things there around like asking yourself, like, why am I wearing this? Does it make me be who I wanna be? What memories am I creating in this outfit? Cause all your clothes, have memories attached to them, mm-hmm. right? They're like the physical grounding thing that when you're in an, at an event, when you're doing something, like you remember what you had on that day you got the news, whether good or bad, mm-hmm. ugly, pretty, whatever. Um, I feel like I'm talking a lot. So I'm going to take a breath and let (laughs) you step in. I mean, there's still an energetic level to it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the whole time you've been talking internally, I've been like, oh my God, yes. Like I just want to share because I love to talk about me. So I'm going to do that as well. Like with the mental stuff, like I was told, and this was like a kind of, a kind of trauma that I had to overcome with my body image. I have big legs and then you shouldn't wear anything above the knee and then you can't wear skinny jeans and And that like ruled my life in the way I saw fashion until a few years ago, even, which was really interesting to me. And also I had a limiting belief of, I don't know how to do fashion. I don't know what looks good. And yeah, I may not know it like you in terms of helping other people, but I have a fucking intuition where I'm like, yeah, I like that. And it's just trusting that, isn't it? And just going for it and seeing if it looks good on you or not and I also have um clothes in my wardrobe that my wonderful fiance brought for me as a surprise that I've kept because he likes them and I don't even I literally I don't even like them on me so they need to go (laughs) so thank you for that
1: oh yeah and we can talk about that too like it's really hard to let things go um there's so many things that come up there. Like your lack of mindset will kick in and it'll be like, Oh my God, you gotta hold on to these clothes because what if and what if and that thing might come up and you're gonna gonna need this outfit. I call bullshit. Am I allowed to cut on your podcast? Uh, yes. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> I? I know, I like, we have the same podcast, right? Like, this is, I'm allowed to go. Like, I call bullshit because if you're doing that next level thing, you're going to buy yourself new clothes. It's just like losing weight. Do not, like, so, you know, I've gained 20 pounds since the pandemic, right? Um, those clothes that I'm saving, which I'm not, but the clothes that I was saving when I lose this weight, if I choose to lose this weight, am I going to be the same Katie before the pandemic? Fuck no. Like I she not. Died, she <laughs> died a thousand deaths and take the pandemic out of it. It doesn't matter, it, pandemic or no pandemic. I've died a thousand deaths since last week because we're constantly learning. We're constantly doing things. So, I mean, literally physically, your cells are regenerating emotionally, mentally. Like if you're listening to, Queen Victoria's podcast, like I know you're aware, I know you're dumping into intuition. Like you have grown, and I mean, literally, sometimes at a quantum rate. Like you're not that woman anymore. I remember when I lost my job. I mean, obviously, big, a whole big part of my story hinges on that because that was my identity. I didn't just lose my job; I lose my spot in my household as the breadwinner. I lost my my identity, my ego. Like I, it was the burning of who I was as a person. And, and ironically enough, like I got fired right here in the closet. So it's all very full circle. (laughs) Like I see you universe. It wasn't funny.
0: (laughs) Well, what a gift it gave you at that moment.
1: Oh, what a gift. But one thing I knew I had to do. And once I kind of like, you know, dug myself out of that dark place, obviously this happened over, it's been almost three years. I had to get rid of all of my clothes because the company I'd worked with, I'd worked there for 11 years. It was the only job I'd had after having kids. So that was a big thing for me as a career woman. I identified with that so much. This wardrobe that I have built over the last 11 years was tied to post motherhood, which is a whole nother style conversation. And this particular job and career, every item of clothing that I owned connected back. And I had a, of uh, very forward-facing, presenting, making videos kind of position towards the end there. So mm-hmm. it, they were all connected to trips I'd taken. They all connected to big presentations I had given. They had all connected to like the day I got promoted or this other big event. Cause I was really focused on achieving and climbing the ladder. That's one of my uh, gifts and curses, <laughs> right? And um, I was like, there was this one particular dress the color was made for me the shape was made for me it was my style to a t the fabric the silhouette of it it hit my legs just right like my neckline like there was not a piece of my body that didn't look amazing whether i was 100 pounds 150 pounds like it didn't matter and i've worn that dress to so many of the best events and moments and i was like i have to let you go Yeah. <laughs> because that dress was associated with all of those achievements and was associated with that person and all the things that i achieved as her but it was not her anymore and i knew that if i was going to start this business and phase into this next level of myself and this what i'm trying to build with my business i had to let her go and it broke my heart and it's really hard but that's the inner that's the, it was an energy leak for me so that's number four it was a beautiful segue that was the energy leak like for me as like, yes, i can keep this dress it's the most perfect teal skater silhouette dress looks amazing three quarter length sleeves showing all my favorite body parts but that woman doesn't exist and that dress had so many things attached to it so i was like okay i have to let you go and i will never ever forget and I mean still some of my favorite pictures of me today are in that dress and things like that but I just knew I had to let it go because it's an energy leak and I couldn't step into that space I couldn't sit here with you on this podcast today and be my highest vibration of myself wearing things that correlate to an old version of myself so there's so many reasons to let go of pieces and it's hard so I donate my number one tip my number one self tip if you take anything away pay it forward, donate it to the next woman who is that woman, like the woman that's just two steps behind you, right? Like she's on this journey with you, but she's just two steps behind you and she needs that dress. Or the woman who may be coming out of an abusive relationship and is rebuilding her life and Mm -hmm. donate it to like, we have local um, spaces like that for women and children, donate it to a woman and children's shelter. Like somebody else can wear that dress, pay it forward. And to me, like that, That's true abundance in and of itself. And you will get the new, you will find the next dress. I mean, I think I have a couple other things now that have replaced that. And I'm sure next year or in the year after that, when I grow again in this business, I'll be like, that old thing. Okay. Well, 2003, I mean, 2023, Katie (laughs) needs a new outfit.
0: Yeah. Wow. And you weren't wrong with the depth that you have as a woman because there's so much depth in what you've said because there, and you're so right. It's what we make things mean and it's not yeah. even what we make things mean it's the we're human we have experiences we have memories I mean hello we're human right so of course we have memories and we attach things to things because that's how memories work but then on an even deeper level let's talk about weight weight gain because that's a lot what many of my clients have to navigate if they're depending on where they're in at in their eating disorder recovery journey and that usually involves letting go of the clothes that used to fit them in the eating disorder which is usually very small and so it's not just a case of oh this doesn't fit I'll let it go it's what you make it mean when you let that go so how do you I mean you've said a lot already but if you had a client who had gained weight I mean like yourself you've explained that so beautifully yourself but if you were supporting somebody and they were really struggling to let go of smaller clothes what Why? What are they usually making it mean and how do you support them through that? So
1: I think what they usually make it mean is it's like, if I release these clothes, I'm admitting a truth that I'm ashamed of. And there's some kind of shame or guilt, or those are the two emotions that I feel like come up the most and they're really ugly. And they're the ones that we wanna suppress and push down. Yeah. And I mean, I feel them all the time about many different things, so I think there's that like if I let these clothes go, I am fully in my truth of that, like they don't fit anymore and I've let myself down somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's different for everyone, so I feel like you're probably more the expert on like what it means to them and that space. I do get a ton like one of the biggest objections i get when someone like people come close to me and they'll ask me questions we'll have great conversations and then the biggest objection i get is well i don't want to invest not just like in your services right and helping me get here but also then i have to buy the clothes but i'm not at the weight i want to be at so like it doesn't make sense to spend the money on the clothes yes like yeah i can totally understand how you can feel that way but that's such that chicken or egg conversation and, it and you're like, okay, so are you, do you think feeling good, squeezing into the pants that don't fit that are going to remind you every day of not saying that you did this, but the story you might be telling yourself is that, oh, look how I've let myself down. Like I can't fit in these pants. Right. So you're going to squeeze into clothes that don't fit you every day. You're not going to feel good in them. They're not going to flatter your body shape that you have now, or even that you're going for. And it's a daily physical reminder of how you have let yourself down in some way. And I think we do it and like little microaggressions all day long, like in, in, not even with our weight, just like all, all day long. Like my big one is needing external validation from other people. Instead of like c- celebrating myself, I'm like constantly like looking for my client to tell me that her call was so amazing and like mm-hmm. basing my worth on like how they are showing up. And I have to, check myself and be like, okay, if this person isn't showing up to the calls, that's not a reflection of me. You know, that's really a reflection of them. So we're like all day long, we're doing that. And then I think like to have the clothes on your physical body, like what a way to like punish yourself um, to like for that feeling that you may be having. Like they say like a lot of times when you're really stressed out, we do this with one of my kids. Like If you're mentally kind of spiraling like how do you ground back down like what do i see what can i touch like what do i hear like i gotta get back into my five senses like get back to this basic level and one of them is like you know what do i see what can i touch well i feel the clothes on my body all day right so it's like constantly me forsaking myself like all day long so that's one thing on like why just you have to let the clothes go so you're constantly just Physically won't be comfortable. We haven't even gotten to like how you emotionally are feeling, right? Like you physically just aren't comfortable. And then just even if they're not too tight, like have you ever worn a sweater and it's just not quite long enough? And like all day long, you're like pulling on the sweater. So like you can, like we could be on this podcast. And if I felt like that, like I won't even wear, I wear certain earrings when I podcast because certain earrings will make noise and then like it will be distracting for me. And I know I will lose my stream of consciousness when I'm like talking and I'm like, Okay, so don't wear those notes to self it's the same thing like if you have a sweater on that's maybe just too short or a little too baggy or it falls off the shoulder like you're constantly messing with it you're constantly tweaking it to see. Like you're just constantly caught up in those physical sensations all day long so you're not present which really leads me to my biggest way you're not present in the moment. You're not creating any memories your good memories right you're not present in the moment you're missing things and you're just like in that stress spiral all day long. You're just in the inner dialogue of your head all day long, like completely missing the moments that make life life. So one of my really good examples. So I had a client, um, and this usually comes up a lot in the summer, um, because this, and we're getting ready to enter that season. Yeah. So, you know, it's around shorts, it's around skirts, it's around those kind of things. Like, how do I wear this? And I went through this myself and said, I think that's one of the things I really love around this business is I try to being genuine and transparent is definitely one of my core values. It is a big thing for us in our household. Um, so, you know, I I do believe I tracked like what I need to work through. So, so I don't tell people to do anything like I haven't done or not willing to do. Yes. And with Jean shorts specifically, a lot of times we have to go up higher in size and with white jeans specifically, they run smaller. So you have to go up in size and that no matter if you're a zero or a 22, a lot of times we've been trained that our worth is associated with our pant size or our clothing set or whatever. It's hard to go up. Yeah. So I was working with this one client and she was like, I really want to learn how to wear shorts this summer. It's like, okay. She's like, but I have a hard time like going from like a 12 to a 14 or even to a 16. Cause now we're teetering. Like I can shop regular sizes, or plus sizes and that's where people really start to get in their head a little bit and i said well what are your goals this summer like let's go back to your lifestyle goals because at the end of the day i think that's what it's all about she's like well these are the things i want to do this summer i want to take my kids who go mini golfing we want to do this we want to do that and i said if you don't have the clothes to go to the beach to go to the mini golf to do those things do you think you're going to hit those That summer bucket list with your kids Mm. and she was like probably not and I was like and is your family like one of your core values absolutely you know it is okay so you're really going to let the size of those jean shorts stop you from taking your kid to play mini golf you're really going to walk up to your son and say dude I know I promise you we're going to have this great summer vacation and we're going to go mini golfing and we're going to go to the beach but you know, mommy really cannot buy size 14 shorts. Like that fucks with me mentally. So <laughs> just sit on the couch, here's your iPad. I'm gonna go do whatever I'm gonna do. And maybe next year when I get my shit together and I'm really back in a size 10 or 12 or whatever your size is, we'll go do mini golf and we'll go to the beach. No, you would never do that, right? So what? then you have to truly ask yourself, what does the sizing even really mean? Yeah. So long story short, she bought the shorts. We whatever you need to do cut the tag out i don't care i'll write a different size in there for you (laughs) you and then she was like oh my god we've had the best summer i've built so many deep relationships with my family i felt present i didn't feel like i had to check my phone i didn't feel like i had to do all these other things and then the funny part is this and you probably could agree with this too then the funny part is then you start losing the weight because now you're not like constantly obsessing over the weight and i hate when people say stuff like that, like when I first started my business and they're like, you know, just be happy and it'll come like I get it it sucks, but there's some truth in that is like. When we're present when we're happy when we're really focusing on what feels good we don't have to do the other things like I don't have to look first for myself like the external validation for my friends to tell me i'm amazing. I know that i'm amazing because i'm letting myself be present or creating those memories and that's a constant battle but i'm a firm believer of stepping outside of our comfort zone and being really really intentional and not just with like our goals but with our clothes because if my goal for 2023 is to go do 10 speaking engagements if i don't have the clothes that the woman that does speaking engagements am i gonna actually pitch myself i probably won't even pitch myself Mm. but before you even get the yes like I probably won't even do the footwork to even get the yes because I don't believe that I have the clothes or I don't believe I can do it because our wardrobe reflects our lifestyle, reflects what we think about ourselves. I believe it's a little bit of like a reflection of what's going on inside. I mean, it is. I think. Um, you know, what is style other than like a self-concept of how we see ourselves?
0: Yeah, I mean, mic drop. <laughs> Everything what you just said. <laughs> And also, I think I want, I mean, there's so many directions I want to go in. Let's go in away from COVID, but from working from home on Zoom, because that is the norm now. So today before I press record, I was like, I've got a bit of a cold, I've got a red nose, I've got a tissue here, I'm a bit sniffly. So probably without even consciously thinking about it, I've chose like a, a comfy jumper, some looser, some looser jeans. Whereas if I was feeling like 100% me, it'd be the the red dress, the no underwear, like, it's so true, like it just connects you with how you feel. And my fiance Wouter, even on a Sunday, I mean, I'm like you on a Sunday, I need that completely downtime. don't even brush your hair put it in a top yeah. makeup on because I like to feel that way occasionally he even has his like his posh shoes on his suit on every single day because that's the man who want he wants to be and that's his thing and that's you know when he first started doing that I was like a bit turning my nose up at him but I get it now because so what if someone could only see this on zoom like your head and your shoulders and that's about it if you're sat with pajama bottoms on, you're not going to be in the queen energy on a call than if you were sat like properly dressed with shoes on as if you were going to go out into the street or into town. And so how can, so I know you spoke about this a lot, but those of us that are working from Zoom and they think, oh, what's the point? No one can see me. Why is there a fucking point?
1: Oh, there's so many yourself? fucking point.
0: I love this. I mean, I work from Zoom most. I mean,
1: ninety-five percent of my business is Zoom, and I get it. One, well, let's just say like it's totally okay to like dress down.
0: Yes. But
1: I'm the queen of casual chic. Okay, like that's my favorite place to be. But there's a difference between like like your jumper, super cute, right? It's still got little sequins or rhinestones yeah. on it. It looks great mm-hmm. on your skin tone. Like there's so many different things about it. And yes, it might be comfortable in that space. But like, I think the first thing I said is like, oh my God, I love your makeup. Like your eyes just look so sparkly. So there's a space to like play with, like dressing down doesn't, and being comfortable doesn't mean like we have to look like shit and we have dog hair, or cat hair on our clothes mm-hmm. and it's old and it's tear, you know, like yeah. a matching cute sweatsuit. I can feel just as awesome in a matching cute sweatsuit with like my hoop earrings and my lipstick. As I do in a little black dress, because that's what I've chose to do. So that's like one myth I'm like constantly out to bust is like you don't have to like be in a three piece suit on Zoom, but you should change out of your pajamas. One to send the signal to your brain that especially I think when you're working from home, when you're working from home, the boundaries get really fucking blurry, right? Mm-hmm. when you change out of your pajamas into clothes, one, you're sending a physical signal to your brain of like, okay, now I'm working, right? It helps you be more productive. There's been studies from a big universities here in the States called Enclothed cognition that we associate certain items of clothing with cognitive skills and the way we think so um, and what we think they mean right so like we could take yeah. a white lab coat and like if I tell you you're a doctor you're gonna show up this way and if I give you that same white lab coat and tell you you're a painter you're gonna tap into different cognitive skills right so like that's been proven everybody knows. So the way I use it working from home is like I change because one it tells my body like okay Katie, you have a certain amount of time to work to do your deep work because one of our big limiting beliefs is time right? So I'm going to wear this outfit from nine to three. And that, so my body knows my mind knows it's time to work. And this is what we wear when we work and we're tapping that creative energy. It's almost like ritual. And I love rituals, right? Just like when I get my crystals and I burn my sage, I'm sending signals to my brain and my brain's going to let off a chemical reaction that says, okay, well now we're like going to get into all the things. (laughs) So when I wear certain clothes, my mind is like, okay, well now it's time to channel that like higher level style energy and we show up. So that's one just like it's an easy way to say hey this part of my day is my working day right two i think it's an easy way way to build deep self-respect mm-hmm. because you're putting the intention and the energy that you want you're vibrating at a different level you're saying i'm worthy of wearing these clothes and no one can see me um yes. except for shoulders up because every time i go to the bathroom and wash my hands and i'm looking at myself you're having an internal dialogue whether you think you are or not you really quickly are and sometimes you know when you're doing something scary or maybe you're getting on zoom with the client that's like that next level you know you can look at yourself and you can be like you are that bitch like it's a total beyonce moment for me all the time like where i can pump myself up so that's another reason i think it's really important to get dressed and then last but not least i was just having a conversation with one of my clients about this when we get dressed up for zoom calls I think it's more important because it shows that I not only respect myself and my time, I respect you and your time. If I met you for coffee, I wouldn't show up for to coffee with you in my pajamas, right? Cause that would be like uh, rude for lack of a better word. Why do I respect you less just because we're virtual? It's already easier for both of us, right? We already didn't have to drive. We already don't have to get a babysitter. We already don't have to do this, but by putting the intention and prioritizing, How we can connect virtually on Zoom with putting some time and energy to how I look is respect to not only myself, but to you, because we all know, we all see the memes, memes are my love language. All I'm going to do is look at myself the whole time on Zoom, and if I'm messing, like, God, she looks so cute. Oh, my God, let me fix my hair. I'm not listening to you, because now I'm too worried about what I look like. And I'm like, oh, God, Victoria's hair is so cute. Look at her eye makeup. I should have did that. Oh, she's saying something. She's saying something really cool right now. I should be listening. And we're not present in the moment at all. But then outside of that, it's a way to create connection on Zoom. Like Zoom can get really boring, and it's super distracting. Because also, you have a screen here, and you have your Slack, and your DMs, and your email notifications. How else am I creating really deep connection with you? I want to give you something to look at. Like, look at these lips, baby. They're so juicy. You I have to stop. looking. I haven't stopped <laughs> looking. <laughs> it's a way for us to create connection, and like as humans, our need to connect is so deep, right? Is that's like base pyramid, the bottom. If I can draw you in visually, like it makes you feel like you're closer to me. It makes you feel like you can reach out and touch me. Mm -hmm. Um, When we wear shiny jewelry on screen, it's another way to like create connection. Like your brain is like looking for those little things to like attach itself to. So you'll feel more connected to me. When we get off of Zoom, it's gonna be easy for both of us to hold our body language and our eye contact together. So when you get off the Zoom, you'll feel that deep connected feeling that you have after you talk to a friend of like, man, they really listened to me. I really felt seen on that call. Mm Because I am also, and not everyone and it, it's different but to me I've been experiencing this and I've just been thinking about it because I don't want to attach too much of a meaning to it all the time but sometimes I feel like a little disrespected of like the, the 10 or 15 minutes that it took for you to like get ready to care about our time together wasn't important enough to you to do whatever those things are because I put a ton of time and intention and prepping for my calls and making sure that I'm hydrated and I've eaten and, you know, I'm not gonna be distracted by my earrings or whatever it is, um, because I want to be focused on the person because i love a deep connection. Now that's not always the case, right? Like some last week I was a hot ass mess. Okay. All of my clients are probably like, Katie, we need to get off now. <laughs> it's not perfect, but if we're like driving towards like a standard, for ourselves, I think that's how I've personally really developed like a deep, deep self-respect and I value my connections with other people. So to me, that's also how I can say, hey, like, I care about this meeting with you and I care about the time and I want you to feel good and I want me to feel good. And that's just all the reasons why I lean into this.
0: Yeah, it is so much more than just looking a certain way. Yes, It's so much more than that. And how would you support a client through, I get this a lot, and obviously this has come to me also, those that are listening that are struggling with this, but those that are like, I can't look at myself, what's the point in buying nice underwear or nice clothes when I don't like the way I look? Someone who is really struggling with low self-esteem and low Mm self-confidence, I know from being in that place and feeling the way I felt but still celebrating my style and brushing my, like that has a massive positive impact. How would you support someone who was perhaps in that spot where they didn't want to look at themselves on Zoom and they don't think they're worth it? How Mm -hmm. would you help them?
1: Yeah, I actually don't get that one as much um, that you would probably think. But for me, whether it's the like, I don't want to look at myself or I don't think that I'm like, worthy or I won't even let myself wear the clothes thing or I'm uncomfortable with it. I usually do a like small doses of this. It's like, okay, well, what if you just uh, look at yourself for just like a few minutes? Or for me, it's easy because I can also put it off onto the clothes a little bit. So I'll be like, okay, well, what if you buy the jeans and just put the jeans on and then feel the jeans? What do the jeans feel like? Do they feel soft? Do they feel hard? Hopefully they don't. Um, how do they feel in your body? And then once I can get them like connecting with the clothing, then sometimes it's easier to make the shift to our bodies because the clothing is a neutral like party that we don't have like a lot of different um, connections to. Because the one I get the most is like, well, I want to wear this, but how the hell could I wear that out of the house? But in my experience, it's all just baby steps and meeting people where they're at. Um, so like, okay, I, I I hear you, I see you like well, and asking lots of really curious questions of like, well, why don't you want to look at yourself? Um, what is that mental agreement that you have? Is it something that someone's said? And then just like, going deeper, like so once we get to that, that next layer, like, okay, so do you believe that, you know, and then like, when someone said, because a lot of times it's, in my experience, it's the female relationships that are really close to us that have made us start these dialogues with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, for me, it's like, well, my mom or my sister or my sister's friend or my teacher, like these females that we've looked up to in our lives that have told us these things about our bodies that then in turn, or my best friend has had a six pack or whatever, and I don't. And I'm over here looking at my FUPA and my stretch marks. I mean, when I had my stretch marks after my first kid, it was so hard. But for me, it was first, because for me it's always first, it was like letting myself wear clothes that I felt good in after having kids that like they actually fit first. It was like, okay, the clothes actually fit. And then once I started feeling cute in my clothes and confident in that space again, because I connect with that so deeply, then I could stand in front of the mirror and be like, okay, yeah, like I don't love these stretch marks, but I feel like myself because I'm connected through to my clothes. Cause again, that's big for me. So now I could look at them a little bit more objectively instead of just being like, oh, well, I'm trash and I'm like unworthy because of this. So I felt like I went through that journey mostly right after having kids, but I don't get that one a lot of like, I don't even wanna look at myself. For me, it's always like, I won't even let myself put on the clothes. So yeah. it's like, put on the clothes, wear it around your house, get really comfortable with it. Then there's other things that I've actually, that one client I was talking about in the beginning that really focuses on habits that, we talked about physical things that you can do, is like if you won't even look at yourself and you find yourself spinning physically, like your heart racing and things like that, to get into some of those vagus nerve. So I would tell people, like they'll put, I've had someone put on a dress or an outfit and they're like literally start hyperventilating, and like, I cannot wear this. So I'm like, okay, well lay on the floor, put your legs up, start dumping on your chest, <laughs> take some deep breaths. And it feels like it's just like a little practice of, so we do that, then take the dress off, don't wear it out. Mm-hmm and we wear the dress or the outfit for a couple hours and then put it back. Then maybe we wear the dress to, you know, the grocery store, somewhere small, like, you know, that wouldn't stand out that much. Um, And then we can continue on. So I don't know if that specifically answers your question, but that's what comes up for me.
0: It definitely did. And thank you, Casey, because it is the small action step. So for me, it would be like, well, let's exactly what you said. Let's just practice looking and then maybe like brush your hair, put it up. It's a little things because it's not about the look, it's about the effort you're putting in for yourself. Fuck everybody else. It's it's yes. we're all we're all about ourselves anyway. We worry about yes. We worry about what the people think of us. It's all about us. So everything to do with the clothes we choose. I mean, yes, it might be nice to have external validation, but we're doing it or I invite people to start doing it for themselves because the four pillars that you've shared that just hits the spot with every single one and so oh my god i have so many questions but we're already nearly 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 up (laughs) (laughs) i know i was like i can talk to you for hours
1: and it's funny because i I am always seeking external validation in my achievements and not in how I look, probably because for me, that's a safe space. It's like style and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I understand like that need for external validation from that space. But I tell people this a thousand times. I'm like, do you remember that you wore those jeans last week three times? And they're like, no. And I'm like, so no one else remembers. We are so much more worried about ourselves. I can't even tell you what my husband wore yesterday. We w- worked together every single day. Yeah. Like in the house together like I don't care what he wears I'm worried about myself
0: yeah that is so true and so I want you to talk about your style squad because I think we need like 10 minutes to talk about this because I also personally want to know exactly what's going off in there how you can work with women I also need to talk to you about something personally addressed that I will need you to find for me for like a really big thing so Yeah. so do you do that how do you work with women do you do one-off things tell us about style squad
1: yeah Just well the-
0: yourself girl <laughs>
1: pit myself out
0: Pit yourself out
1: that's it great <laughs> um come get you some so like the biggest, so we'll start like top. So my like signature program is I do do like a three month, like I call it style coaching because it's really me taking you through the journey of all the things. What's your vision what's your colors that look good on you and raise your vibe, not just look good on you. Um, you know, cleaning out the closet, how to clean out your closet. We do that together. We create outfits which, with what you already have. And then I do the shopping for you. We do styling, like the whole shebang. So there's that. And saying that out loud, I'm like, first I also have to get my disclaimer when we're doing that. And anything with styling is like, I like to follow the know the rules, break the rules. Right? So like you're allowed to do anything. Fashion is art. There's a little science behind it as well, as far as like balancing up our body shapes and things like that, but it's art. so. But for most of us and busy lives, it's also nice to have a framework to start from. It's like the bumpers and the bowling alley. It's like, here, just like, let's play here. And then once you get comfortable here, now we can take the bumpers off and you can break all the rules you wanna break. So that's like something that I offer for the woman who's really in this space of like a rebirth and really is like, I haven't really ever invested in myself in this space and I want you to like just do it all for me and walk me through this whole journey and set me up for success basically so then I can style myself Mm -hmm. Then my next level is like my entrepreneurs and my um, people who are like I have an event I can't be bothered so like if you could shop for me that would be amazing and I'm like yeah Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's me in so many spaces of my life it's the like because at first realm it's really like around the clarity i'm really coming into this new phase or a really big maybe we're doing some branding work so like we're really going to spend some time together but then my next phase is like my entrepreneurs who are photo shoots big events um just event styling so i definitely do that um i prefer to do those with my ladies who know themselves like that can tell me everything about themselves because it's really important because the first thing you will notice is it's never the clothes. You think you're hiring me for clothes, but that's not what you're hiring me for. Because as soon as I start pulling outfits for you, you'd be like, Oh, I forgot to tell you, I can't wear that because it makes me think of my mom. Or, oh, I can't wear that because one time in third grade, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> right? Like we all have those stories. So there's that. Um, and then of course, like I do one-off package I do closet cleanouts, so all of this virtual too so I do closet cleanouts with a lot of ladies where we I have this program called shop your closet so that's kind of like my intro offer of we get in and create your vision on like defining your style and then we'll do a shop your closet so we'll get in I love accountability right so it's us creating outfits together holding space on like should you keep it should you not keep it and really asking yourself those serious questions like is that actually your style is it not and creating the piles Um, and essentially like learning how to wear the clothes you have without spending a lot of money. Cause that's to be your number one thing with a stylist is that person should save you money in the long run, helping you extend the life of your clothes. It's not just always about trashing your clothes. Some of my style mentors told me like, I'm too good at helping people style their old clothes or like Katie, they need to be updated. I'm like, I know, but I also want people to know how to use the clothes that they have. Because when you start mastering that, then buying new clothes is easy because then you see where those holes come in. So I have that many offer. And then last but not least, I really wanted to make styling really accessible because people think it's for, you know, business owners, influencers, um, you know, celebrities, and it can be, right? But also I do think it's a, mental wellness tool that every single person should have access to, because just like food, you have to get dressed every day, Yeah, right? You don't have to wear Gucci every day. I mean, you can shop at target. I don't care. I shop at target all the time. Um, but you deserve to feel amazing no matter what. So I wanted to create something that was super accessible for the person. That's not just like, Hey, do it for me. Um, and deep connection is really, really important to me. And, you know, I love to be the the lead with entertainment. So I wanted to create a community for women who are ready to just step out of that status quo. Like I remember when I was starting my business and I was losing my job, it was the scariest time of my life. And how I survived that outside of my clothes was my community. It was the women behind me who believed in me when I couldn't believe in myself. When I said, okay, I'm not gonna go back to corporate I'm when people were like, here, I'm sending your resume here and I'm sending your resume here. And I had to be like, well, actually, I think I'm going to like start a business. That was (laughs) hard, dude. That was so hard. And if it wasn't for, and I have no idea what that even means. If it wasn't for the ladies in my corner who were like, yes, you can do this. You can do this. Like my best friend at the time was like, I'm so glad you got fired. I was like, what? like i'm like crying she's like so glad you got fired because now you get to know who you really are and i was like god i hate her because she's <laughs> right, and i'm scared Yeah. so community was so important for me so i created the style squad because that was kind of what i was starting to call my clients and like my podcast listeners anyway so i wanted to take what we talk about on the podcast and turn it into a community so it's a monthly membership community called the style squad it's self-development meets style, meets a whole hill of a lot of fun. Um, that's a key thing for me. So it's around like sharing your squad secrets. I think one of the things I love about the beauty and fashion industry is sharing. And it's not everyone's going to have different things that work for them because we're all different. And I think that's also the beauty in it, right? It's just sharing those like life hacks and like just sleepover secrets like when we were young and like you and your friends would get dressed for going to the club or even when you're younger and you would have sleepovers and you would talk about the boys you like and just how to navigate life together like those moments are so sacred and i feel like we've lost that and i mean working virtually you really lose that so i really wanted to create a community where women could connect where they could support each other and breaking out of status quo whatever that is for them women who are ready to stop making excuses women who are done saying, I can never do that. Or I, that must be nice. Like we're leaving that language behind us. We want real friends, people that we know don't gossip about us when we get up from the table. Women that we know are cheering us on even when we don't think it makes sense or we think we're crazy. And I wanted it to be off of social media. So it's off of social media. It's a dedicated app. We'll have monthly Zoom calls. am committing to at least one, but you know, I'm probably more than that. Um, one zoom call a month we're going to have a special guest i have so many style you get access to like the style resources it's just a really fun place to like build belief in yourself explore opportunities um like i said build new female relationships because in my experience with the styling thing it's a lot of the narratives that we've carried from the influence of our biggest and our most prized female relationships i know this sounds really gendered but I've primarily focus on styling women. And that's just been the experience I've had. So it's really just around sisterhood um, and having fun and being styled and also mindset and bragging. I have a whole section in our community called Bitch Brag. And like, you better get in there and drop your brags because how can we really love ourselves? How can we really look at ourselves, right? Like naked, emotionally and physically if we don't brag about ourselves like it is so uncomfortable but you have to do it like it's uncomfortable for me to sit here and tell you how awesome this community is but I have to do that because I have that's how I learned to love myself
0: oh my gosh so much yes and when we're bragging it so we only feel uncomfortable because of our conditioning I still remember someone saying at school like oh gosh she just loves herself mm-hmm, and it's like yes. well I mean, yeah, there's a difference between arrogance and self-love, but well, yeah, good for fucking her if she actually loves herself and she's confident AF when she walks across the room. Yes,
1: I know, like teach me your ways. Give me some of that. Like when I was really young, like I really, really loved myself and I really felt I was different because my grandmother just used to like dote on me. And then, you know, then you get out into the world and you're like, Oh, I'm not allowed to like love myself. I'm not allowed to believe that I'm gonna change the world. And for a long time, I shoved that down and through creating the Style Squad, like I've been in a hole for like, it feels like a month, like really building this out, what I wanted it to be, you know, how I wanted to support people, how do I wanted to, you know, what the style journey to like get people in there. And I really wanted it to be fun. And I also didn't want it to be like, this is why I said like, I'm committing to at least this because I wanna have space to let it evolve into whatever it needs to be. Cause I don't wanna say every Tuesday, third Tuesday of the month, we're gonna meet, we're gonna do this because I want it to flow and I want it to be fluid. And I really want that masculine, that feminine energy to meet up. And that was hard. Cause I was like, okay, Katie, if you're gonna be a leader, like you have to do it this way and you have to follow these rules. And I was like, no, I'm allowed to create it however I want. And I learned so much about myself and I was like, okay, and we need to brag because (laughs) I've learned so much about myself and I don't share that like vulnerability. How I've grown and how I started my business is from other people being vulnerable and showing me the way. And I think that's a big part of community, right? It was like my way showers. They were like, hey, without even saying like, Katie, this is how you do it. They would just do it. And you were like, oh, so that you just start a community. Okay. So like, we can just do that. Like I'm allowed to just do that. Like if you watch one person do it, you're like, Oh, I guess I can
0: just do that. Like that's possible for me. Permission slips and bragging. And when the bragging is received from a true sisterhood and celebrated heaven, yes to that. I mean, it sounds incredible, Katie. And I'm going to share before we wrap up because I know my listeners are nosy because I would be the same. The thing I need a dress for, and obviously we can talk about this privately, like close to the time, uh, my man, my fiance, you know, have you heard of FHM, the magazine FHM. Yes. Yeah. So he's a writer for FHM and he coaches the CEO of, of FHM and he's for his second book, he's having a big launch party. And the in the FHm top five hundred most beautiful women, and we're going to be there. And so I need a fucking hot ass dress. <laughs>
1: yes you do. <laughs> I
0: have no idea where to start, so I'm like, Katie can style me.
1: Yes, I feel like that's been the place that um has really been coming up, is pushing. Those limits on showing up like in galas and these big events and photo shoots. And that's been what 2023 feels like it has really been for me. So hell yes, let's do this.
0: this. Thank you. And to my listeners who and I are now obviously listening, it's such a good position for me to be in right now, having been in the depths of body hate and hating the way I looked and everything thinking it looked shit on me, knowing that I'm gonna be in a room with like 500 incredibly beautiful supermodels but also knowing that takes nothing away from my worthiness and sexiness whether I have so like whether I have a bit of a belly I don't give a shit but I do give a shit about feeling like a million dollars yes. so to, to be in the position of like this is who I am all of this and yes you are stunning and you are beautiful but I'm also me and the, the difference is a world of difference between how I used to be even when I was really skinny and like idolized I still wouldn't have the confidence I have today so it's not about the way you look it's about the way you feel oh absolutely
1: like my favorite thing is like I was using those examples was like getting dressed up with my friends to go out to the club all of us are like trying to you know get the most like dressed up for whatever that is and it's like I don't want to be the only one dressed up like y'all gotta dress up with me like i love like when a bunch of people are in their power we're all dressed up to what feels authentic to us like choosing the color dress that feels good to you the cut of the dress that feels good to you the makeup that feels good to you and then then when you see another beautiful person you're like oh my god that dress is amazing and you that's a genuine because you yes. know your dress is amazing too like that is the best feeling like when I feel so confident because I put the time and intention, not attention, intention into how I wanted to feel when I walk in that room so that I could receive you and receive your beauty and we can exchange that. And like, what a high vibe. Like y'all are just gonna be freaking floating. I cannot wait to see the pictures.
0: Thank you, Katie. I mean, like I say, I need to stop now because I need to be mindful of your time. We could talk for hours. Obviously, I'll put all your social links below, but go and check her out. She's on Instagram. Obviously, everything will be below. But thank you for your energy, for your thank wisdom, you. for your time, for your love. I love you, Katie. Thank you. Oh, I
1: love you too, Queen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for holding so much time and space. And you know, I love you to pieces. And you're
0: gonna be on my podcast soon too. So mwah, mwah. Thank you. And thank you, Queens, for listening. See you next time.